Welcome to another episode of After Dark with Robert and Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. Tonight, folks, we've got a great show for you. Co-hosting with me tonight is B.B. Diamond, social media extraordinaire, and the host of our urban story that you can hear on Saturdays. We're going to talk to B.B. about that, and it's, you can see it on Facebook. We're going to talk to her about that, as well as our topic tonight. Andrew and I have been talking about this for quite some time, white privilege, and who has white privilege. We've also been talking about the systemic racism that Democrats say exists, that's pervasive in our society. And if you are a regular listener to After Dark, you know that I have strong opinions about this, especially this relationship to diversity and equity, white privilege, systemic racism, and who has it, who doesn't have it. The Democrats love to throw these terms out there. And when I say Democrats, I'm being all inconclusive of the liberal media and social media, because we all know that the media is just the propaganda arm of the Democrats. It is the media who former President Trump identified as being the enemy of the people. And he was right on point when he said that and when he also called them fake news. But they are a dangerous group of people especially given the fact that they control so much of what we consume in relationship to the news. And it's unfortunate that what a lot of us are consuming is, in fact, misinformation. And you have to weed through it in order to get at the truth. Now, it's unfortunate that the Constitution does talk about a free press, And what it's designed to do is to keep our elected officials honest. But the free press we have right now, they're doing everything but that. They're deceiving the masses because they know that that is the only way, unfortunately, that we can get our news. There are other news outlets that are out there, but they're so small compared to the fake news liberal media that the truth doesn't always trickle down unless you're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew, our urban story with B.B. Diamond, America Out Loud, Newsmax, the Washington Examiner. But the reach that they have and that we have compared to fake news CNN, PMS NBC, the Washington Post, the LA Times, the New York Times, our reach is so small compared to theirs. So they're able to put all these fake news stories out there and talk about white supremacy and white privilege and who has white privilege and that it's all the Republicans. And it's like, that's just not true. So every chance I get, I'm sounding the alarms. So that goes back to what I want to talk about. Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden and his white privilege. Hunter Biden with the D behind his name. Hunter Biden, who's been given a lot. Hunter Biden, the son of Joe Biden. 
Hunter Biden, the crackhead. Hunter Biden, who almost got a sweetheart deal so that he wouldn't be prosecuted for any crimes that he committed in the past, the future, or the past, present, or the future. That Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, who went and knocked up a stripper and then decided, I don't want to claim the child. Hunter Biden, who was laying up with his dead brother's wife. Hunter Biden, who lied on an application to get a gun. He's a felony. He committed a felony. That Hunter Biden. Now, had Hunter Biden been a black man? Oh, my gosh. He would already be in jail. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to explore this. We're going to explore that compared to one of our civil rights icon sons, Jesse Jackson, his son, Jesse Jackson Jr., who spent like, almost 13 months in jail, he and his wife, for campaign finance charges, things that they using campaign finances or uh, money to help them with a lavish lifestyle. He spent 13 months in jail. Why? I mean, of course, that what he did was wrong. But compared to what Hunter Biden did? Oh, come on. Come on. Give me a break. So I don't want to just use up all the time talking about this. I want to bring in my co-host, B.B. Diamond, because I'm sure she has a lot to say about this. B.B., how are you tonight? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you so much for having me on tonight. I appreciate it. I'm glad you're coming on. You decided to come on tonight. Uh, how are things going? The last time we had you on was right before the services of your beloved mother, Barbara from Harlem. How were you handling everything, B.B.? How are things? Well, honestly, I'm handling it day by day, but um, things are going well because I'm confident that my mother is with the Lord. I yes. mean, it saddens me, but I know I, I'm very confident that she is with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So that comforts me. Thank you for asking. Good, good, good. So our topic tonight and my opening, what are your thoughts on that BB diamond? Because I know that you and Barbara from Harlem had a passion for helping the Black community. And when you see what's being thrown at the Black community and how the Democrats and the media, they're constantly telling us that we're under siege and that it's Republicans that are doing it because they're white supremacists and they're racist. And then you look at the first son at the sweetheart deal that he is, was getting, is getting, before it was found out, Compared to most black men, case in point, as I mentioned, Jesse Jackson Jr., even the police commissioner of Baltimore committed the same crime that Hunter Biden as far as tax evasion. And I think his taxes are like 64000 compared to Hunter Biden in the millions. And right now, the clock is ticking, unfortunately, on that. And if he's not indicted, the statute of limitation goes away. They can't charge him. Baby, what the heck is going on here? And why aren't more black people or liberal whites talking about this white privilege that Hunter Biden is being given? You're absolutely right. Hunter Biden um, is the recipient of white privilege. If a black man had done the things that Hunter Biden has done, uh, allegedly done, he hasn't been convicted yet, but there is evidence I want to keep it real. 
if a black man had done what Hunter Biden has done, he would have gone to prison, period. Prison. Hunter Biden is a product of being a spoiled child. Uh, Joe Biden never saying no. When a parent never says no, I'm going to take it more to the personal side right now for a moment. Hunter Biden appears to me to be a troubled young man. He's been this way for many years and his father kept bailing him out. He never said no. He never punished him. Case in point, Hunter Biden was appointed to the Navy as an officer. He didn't come in as an underling. He came, went into the Navy as an officer because of Joe Biden, his father. And yet he got kicked out in less than a year because of drugs. So no, and that's white privilege. So no matter what his father has done, no matter what of Hunter has been given, it, it goes up in smoke because he's undisciplined. He should have been disciplined as a young man. He wasn't, there are no boundaries. When a person like Hunter, any person, has no boundaries, he can sleep with his brother's wife. He can do crack cocaine. He can have um, inter well uh, uh, interactions with minors. I'll leave it at that. Allegedly, that's on the laptop. He can engage allegedly in human trafficking and then sign on as a director of Burisma receiving thousands. And yet he knows, knows nothing that we are aware of of the petroleum industry. So he's a spoiled child who has experienced in abundance white privilege. See, I was completely unaware that he entered the Navy as an officer. That is white privilege. But I was aware that when he graduated from law school, he went to some hoity-toity law firm making millions of dollars. That does not happen. When you're out of law school, you have all this debt. And I say, at most, you're probably making is 200000 the short end, one eighty five. I used to work in banking, and I saw this. So how is it that Hunter Biden leaves law school making millions of dollars? No one has said anything about it, but yet and still, the Democrats and the media want to point to the white privilege of Republicans, remember how they attacked Don Jr.? They said that he was a nobody. He's not smart. How was he working for the Trump company? And all these deals, oh, he's just getting it because of his father. Don Jr., who has not gone to jail. Don Jr., who has not done anything, although the media wanted to put him in jail, BB. If you remember when Trump was in office, they tried to tie him to so many different far-fetched stories. They even had, they even questioned him, I think, the Democratic Congress for 45 hours, trying to get him to break, trying to see if he lied about something. I think there was a special prosecutor that called him in and, and had him to testify under oath. And there was no there there. And they knew it, the media knew it, and the Democrats knew it, but they knew that you, the voters, wouldn't know it. That you would think, oh, there's something nefarious that's going on here. Oh, we need to look at this, and we need to keep digging. Each time they would dig, they would turn up nothing. Fast forward to Hunter Biden, and as you said, it's a legend. But by God, there's so much information that is there. Let me submit to you the Hunter Biden laptop from hell. 
that the media said was Russia disinformation. Bibi, they had 51 intelligent officers to sign a memo, thanks to Tony Blinken, got them to sign this memo saying, oh, this, is, this doesn't look right, but we think this is Russia disinformation. To this day, Bibi, those intel officers still have security clearance. Why is it? John Brennan should not have security clearance. Leon Panetta, Michael Hayden should not have, James Clapper should not have security clearance. Why do they have security clearance? If they could not see that that was a lie they were signing their name to, what else can they not see? What else are they doing? And Tony Blinken, no one has called him out, and he's still flying around the country, dragging us into more wars, I think, with Ukraine, creating hostile enemies with China. But it is interesting that he's been hiding as of lately. Not at all this stuff is coming out about Hunter Biden. And you know why he's hiding? Because he was one of the advisors to Hunter Biden's many LLCs. The media won't talk about that. They want to keep that out of your eyesight. They don't want you to know about it. Yes, Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, was an advisor to Hunter Biden, according to the laptop from Hill, that the 51 intelligent officers are saying, BB, was Russia disinformation. Now, Bibi, do you wonder why no one has called them out on this? I mean, no, why are they still right. able to hold those positions? I mean, am I, am I looking at this <laughs> wrong? Excuse me. No, you're absolutely not. And I think Trump should have pushed, and once he gets back into office, he should push for security clearance or downgrades, if, if that is, exists. Because I remember this, these 51 intelligence officers signing on to this press release, or however you want to characterize it, saying that the Hunter laptop was a part of the Russian disinformation. I remember that. Now, that shows you that the Democrats... Um, own essentially the FBI and the CIA. And that's critical. And I do believe that Barack Obama, his hands are in this as well. And the media did, uh, I mean, they really buried, if you will, the Hunter Biden laptop with very few exceptions, like the New York Post, Steve Bannon's War Room, your show. Um, otherwise, it was buried. And that's why so many Americans are like, now they're under, now they're getting it. Now, the, and, and one of the good things about the impeachment inquiry, although I think they should go to, to impeachment, is that this will, this can no longer be hidden. Millions of Americans will now know about the Hunter laptop story. It cannot be hidden anymore by the media. It can't be hidden anymore by the media. And if you guys think back, you remember when Loretta, Loretta Devine, I think it was it, Loretta, Miranda Devine, Loretta Devine is the actress, but when Miranda Devine came out with this, you had the media, you had Twitter, you had Facebook saying that it was Russia disinformation. They kicked the story off. They buried the story. Now imagine had voters had access to that information in 2020, it would have changed the election. Granted, they still would have tried to steal it, but more people would have been made aware of this corrupt Biden family cabal. 
And I'm hearing that that laptop is a treasure trove of information about Joe and Hunter and the Biden cabal. But little is said about it. And believe it or not, BB, there are still people that are clueless of this laptop because the media has done such a successful job in hiding it and keeping it from the American people the same way they have been successful and not comparing the sweetheart deal that Hunter Biden was getting, almost got, and he's still trying to get, compared to what happened to Jesse Jackson Jr. It's an abomination. Where are our black leaders on this? Where is Barack Obama? Where is Oprah Winfrey? Where is Tyler Perry? They're the usual suspects who want to stand out and say, oh, yeah, there's white supremacy. Oh, yeah, black people aren't being treated fairly. I'm not going to even ask where's Al Sharpton because we know that he sold his soul to the highest bidder. But then where's Jesse Jackson Sr., the boy's dad? Where are all of these black, prominent black people to stand up and say this is not right? Hunter Biden is getting a sweetheart deal compared to other black men, compared to your, some of your fathers, your sons, your uncles, your husbands, your nephews, your neighbors. Don't you think they would have wanted a sweetheart deal like that? Now, we're up against a commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to delve into this a lot more because I think there should be more people out calling this out and saying, wait a minute, this is wrong. You're listening to After Dark. And my special guest host tonight is B.B. Diamond. We'll come back after this commercial break. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. 
Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. So, baby, during the commercial break, you brought something to my attention that I think our listeners should be aware of. And again, we're talking about the white privilege that Hunter Biden has received compared to black men who have either committed the same offense that he has committed or less of an offense. Now, you were talking about the crime bill that Joe Biden sponsored. Do you want to share more of that with our listeners, B.B.? Yes, uh, Joe Biden, as virtually all of us know, was a senior senator from the state of Delaware. He sponsored the 1994 crime bill, which included three strikes and you're out, your third felony and you're in prison for life. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, but one of the effects of the crime bill that Joe Biden sponsored is that a lot of black men were removed from their families. Yes, they committed crimes. But some of them were not violent crimes, right? And they were sent to prison for many years. And a number of those Black men, uh, due to Donald Trump, have been pardoned. There was a woman, I forget her name escapes me at the moment. She was famously pardoned by uh, Trump after being in prison because of Joe Biden's 1994 crime bill. Alice Johnson, that's her name. Alice Johnson. perfect. That's her. That's her. So this is who Joe Biden is. This is who he's always been. When he was in the Senate, he befriended racist or segregationist senators. Um, He has never been a friend of Black people. And I'm just really uh, uh, stunned, to be honest with you, that more prominent Blacks are not honest about this. And you raised a very good question earlier. Why hasn't Reverend Jesse Jackson Jr., spoken out on behalf of his son and requested a pardon from Biden as Bobby Rush, as you sent to me, Congressman Bobby Rush, a former Black Panther, has requested that Biden pardon Jesse Jackson Jr. Why hasn't? Why hasn't? What I think my answer is, I don't think Jesse Jackson wants to rock the boat within the Democratic Party. It would raise this issue to a lot of Black people. Yeah, Why isn't this happening? And they're taking advantage of this. And I think the bottom line, sadly, is that too many Blacks, prominent Blacks, have sold their souls to the Democratic Party. Many of them are multimillionaires like LeBron James, Oprah Winfrey, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton. So they, they, they are not free, in a sense, to speak the unvarnished truth. And those, therefore, they remain silent. That's my opinion. BB, you're spot on. Why haven't they reached out, Jesse Jackson, to say, pardon my son? Not only that, BB, I'm going to take it a step further. Why didn't Barack Obama do it? There is an article that Jesse Jackson Jr. had written a letter to the Obama administration asking him to, before he left office, to do a massive pardon. Now, it didn't go anywhere because we know that he wouldn't even pardon Alice Johnson, the person that you mentioned. He wouldn't even pardon Kwame Kilpatrick. I don't know what you guys feel about him, but still, Barack Obama wouldn't do it. 
but he did pardon individuals that shared his political beliefs. But as far as these other individuals, no. And this is supposed to be the first Black president. Quiet as it's kept, Black people sit back and astonish over Barack Obama being the first Black president. And now Joe Biden, he's doing all these great things. Joe Biden has done nothing but put Black people in jail behind bars and left them there. I'll take it a step farther. The policies of the Democrats have adversely affected the Black family going all the way back to the 60s. Actually, going back all the way back to the New Deal with FDR, who, by the way, I got to tell you guys, did not like Black people. Because when they put on his desk an anti-lynching bill to sign, he didn't want to sign it. It was his wife, Eleanor Roosevelt, who tried to get him to sign it, but he would not sign it. Why is that? See, these are things that the Democrats don't want you to know about. That's the history they don't want to talk about. They'll talk about CRT. Oh, we got to talk about CRT. And when they talk about it, it's about, oh, Black people, you're oppressed, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. You know why? Because these white liberals see themselves as being Superman. They see themselves as being the ones to help you because you can't help yourself. We have to do it. Look at all the black, white people that are trying to tell you what racism is, trying to define it for you. Look at how they attacked Tim Scott. Joy, I think it was Joy Behar on The View saying, oh, he just doesn't know he's being oppressed. He just doesn't know that they, that they don't like him. It's like you, a white woman, trying to tell a black man what racism is? Are you serious? And then you got Whoopi Goldberg and Sonny Hostin, two minority women, that are shaking their head. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't know. Yeah, that's right. But they won't bring up the white privilege of Hunter Biden. Anna Navarro, what is her, her position on it? She's also a minority, Hispanic. Her position, well, Joe Biden, he loves his son like so many other people. And when you see your son in trouble, you want to help him. They're trying to make the case. That's the reason why he was getting all these sweetheart deals. That's the reason why he's palling around with his dad. Well, BB. When I heard that, I thought, wait a minute, black people care about their sons and daughters also. They don't want their sons and daughters going to jail or their husbands, removing the man from the house, sending him to jail so that he can't be the breadwinner, forcing the woman into poverty, forcing the woman to go on public assistance. What about that? Did you all ever think about that? Those families that were broken up because of marijuana, they were selling it, or a convicted felon and then had a gun? No one came out and wanted to plead their case that, well, you know, they love their loved ones, and this is the reason why they did that. No one said anything about that, BB. It was sending them to jail. We don't care about them, and let's forget about them. Even Kamala Harris, the so-called vice president, when she was the attorney general in California, I think it was San Francisco, withheld exculpatory information that would have helped black men get out of jail. She withheld it, and then she laughed about it. And then they're going to say, hey, vote for her. She's your uh, vice president. We love her. Really? Look at all the contradiction here. And you know what else, BB? I dare say that Republicans aren't doing a good enough job putting this out there. Sans, you or I, we're making them aware of it. We're talking about it tonight. But there are other Republicans who seem to be afraid to talk about it. It's like, we can't say that. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. It's a new day. It's time to wake up and get with the program. Donald John Trump has been showing you folks how to fight, but you're afraid to fight. The Democrats want you to be afraid. They want you to be quiet. That is the reason why they're not saying anything about J.C. Jackson Jr. Now, I don't care how you think, how you feel about him, 
whether he did something wrong or not, but still, he should be treated the same way. Hunter Biden is just out doing this, knocking up people, getting them pregnant, having all these business deals, and he has nothing behind him to show that he has any a clue as to what he's doing. I mean, at least Jesse Jackson Jr. served in, the, uh, in Congress, but Hunter Biden is all white privilege. That's how he made it so far. So when I hear the Edna Navarro saying, well, that's the last son that he has, and he wants to protect him. I mean, baby, does this make any sense? Am I on the wrong path here? Am I being unsympathetic that Joe Biden is looking at his son and saying, oh, I want to help him. I don't want my only son to go to jail because I lost one son. I mean, am I on the wrong path here? Should I be more Listen, sympathetic? You know, you're bringing up a great point. Um, I do sympathize uh, with that sentiment that, you know, you don't want your only living son to go to prison. I get it. I get it as a human being. However, however, because uh, Hunter was not taught discipline and has no moral framework, that's how we got here. I, uh, Joe Biden let uh, Hunter get away with this or that small thing. Sometimes it starts with the smallest things that a parent does not say, no, you're wrong. Stop lying. And then if you don't stop your child or discipline him or her, it escalates. It has escalated over the years with Hunter Biden. Joe Biden should have nipped this in the bud when he was a teenager, a young man, and he never did. And it just spiraled out of control to the point now, I'm sure it's an embarrassment for the family. He, I, I, And I believe that Joe Biden got to the point yeah, Hunter is this, Hunter is that, but he's bringing millions into the family. Think about this. As a use, as a U.S. senator, uh, Joe Biden made about two hundred grand a year, maybe less. As VP, maybe four hundred thousand a year. How did this man on that salary? Got to think about taxes and expenses. How was he able to acquire at least two to three multi-million-dollar homes? How? because of the deals that Hunter was cutting and Hunter was giving the big guy, AKA Joe Biden, 10%. So Biden just, he let it be. Hey, my son's corrupt, but he knows how to get money. Just let it be. And now it's out of control and now it's being exposed. The whole family is involved. And it's finally the world and America, the rest of America, because we've been seeing it, will see the damage that the Biden family has done and has brought to this country has done to this country, in my opinion. Thank you. I still go back and I look at our black leaders who are quiet on this. They're not saying anything. Oprah Winfrey is quiet. Tyler Perry is quiet. Why are they quiet, BB? Why won't they expose this? Why can't they let black people be free and say, look, we know you like the Democrat Party. But they have been playing a game on you. Look at this. We submit this to you. You have the leader, supposedly leader of the free world. Look at what he is doing for his own family to protect his family. Now, when you when you opened up, you were saying that, you know, you as a human being, you understand Joe Biden wanting to protect his son, to shield his son, not wanting his only the last son to go to prison. I understand that also. OK, but at the same time, I think about the thousands of black families that have been destroyed by the policies of Joe Biden, 
his crime bill of 1994, I think about the thousands of children who went without a mom or a dad that were locked up hard time. As we mentioned, Alice Johnson, I think one of when she went to jail, one of her kids was like sitting on her knee and she petitioned Barack Obama and he paid no attention to it. And there were some others, black men that petitioned him. And this came out during the 2016 election. I'm sorry, during the 2020 election, they were saying how Barack Obama behaved as if though they didn't exist. Did not, he didn't even think that he even looked at their plea to pardon them or give them clemency. He wouldn't even look at it. And you know what? Their voices were made silent because the media did not want you to know that it was their party, the Democrat party, that was silencing these black voices. So while I look at this and I say, okay, Joe doesn't want his only son, the last son, his seed to go to jail, but I'm sorry. He needs to see the inside of a jail cell. He needs to see it. He needs to see what black families have gone through. And if it hurts Joe Biden, if it rips at his heart, good. Because then he will see the pain that he inflicted on black families. He will see that their liberal policies did not work. The same way those policies aren't working now with defund the police. And now our communities are in an uproar in shambles. And they're telling us, oh, this is going to help you. It's not helping us. It's causing us harm. The same way those same policies would oh, let all the immigrants come over and we're going to all sing Shangri-La and you're going to dump them in the black communities. Then you're going to lower our wages. We can't get the jobs. And then, too, you tell us we don't need the jobs because we can live off the government. So if he feels that pain, BB, once until of that pain, he and Jill Biden, good. Because this is a pain that black people have been enduring for centuries. And then you want us to keep voting for you? Shame on you, Oprah Winfrey. Shame on you, Al Sharpton. Shame on you, Joy Reid. Shame on you, Tyler Perry and Whoopi Goldberg and all of you other bougie black people who are not standing up and calling this out. And you won't do it because you want the black people to stay beholden to the Democrat Party. BB, it's time for this to stop. What do you say? No, you're absolutely right. Well said. It's really a shame that you have Blacks who have made it. They are uh, examples, A, B, C, D, E, F, whatever, of how blessed we are to be in America. Where else could Oprah Winfrey be Oprah Winfrey? Could she do this in Gambia, Gabon, and or, or in any country? Why do you have so many Blacks coming to the United States if it's so racist, so oppressive? Where else could someone who's semi-literate, in my opinion, like LeBron James, could be worth $100 million? Where else? And yet they want to tell average Black people, up-and-coming young people, oh, you can't make it. America's so racist. Well, if America's so racist, how did you make it? See, they have to constantly lie, Rob. And the rest and everyone else, they have to constantly lie. They have nothing else. So they play on black people emotionally. Remember slavery, Jim Crow laws. And you made an excellent point. FDR, an icon of the Democratic Party, did not want to pass that lynching law. The Democrats have been separating black families since slavery. The Democrats were in favor of slavery. 
It took the Republican Party in 1854 to be formed in order to stop the spread of slavery. That is American history. Don't take it from me. Don't take it from Rob Harper. Check it out. Google it. We have to speak the truth. I'm sorry I'm emotional, but I'm sick of these people lying. They have done such damage to the black community. Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, telling black people you can't make it. And yet black people from all over Africa, Haiti, Jamaica, they come here. They know if they work hard, they can make it. This is the land of opportunity. But our too many of our young people have been lied to and I'm angry about it. Stop shelling for the Democratic Party. Stop, stop being a sellout to the Democratic Party. Be a sellout for your country and for God. It's outrageous that they're willing, Whoopi Goldberg, willing to lie, to lie to the American people. Joy Reid, these people are going to burst hell wide open. I am sick of them because they've lied. They've done damage to this country, but more importantly, they've done damage to God. And they've, in my opinion, I'll end with this, they have harmed so many Black young men and women who feel like, why try? Why should I even get a degree? I'm going to be held back because I'm black. I might as well hang out in the streets. Al Sharpton has blood on his hands. And I'll end it there. Thank you. Folks, there you have it. Well put, well said, so eloquently said. BB is passionate about it, as am I, because we see the damage that's occurring in the black community by the Democrat Party. And by the overseers, the other Blacks who are influential, who aren't standing up and saying anything. Now, we're up on a commercial break, but we're going to continue this conversation. And I want to bring in the Obama angle. Barack Obama, the first Black president. Michelle Obama, the first Black first lady. What in the hell are those two doing besides flying around the country, hobnobbing with Beyonce? And all of these other hoity-toity people living in their mansions while they're telling you, oh, there's climate change. You're listening to After Dark, Robin Andrew, and the America Out Loud platform. We're up against a commercial break. Go away, but come back for the third half. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. 
the last half of our show with B.B. Diamond as my special co-host. And when we went to break, I had teased you that we were going to talk about the Obama angle to this so-called white privilege and who has it. And it's, they're all terms used to scare black people. Black people are emotional. And when you start throwing out terms like white privilege and systemic racism, our ears just like pop up. And we start looking for it, although it's not there. I myself have been guilty of the same thing. I have gone out, done different things, And when things don't go my way, I immediately think, oh, maybe it's because I'm black. Maybe it's because the way I look or this. Diminishing, causing me to diminish who I am as a person, as opposed to thinking, wait a minute, I'm just as good as the next person. I applied myself. I'm going to get this just like everybody else. I'm going to get this job. But see, when you have have this indoctrination that – The car is just decked against you, and you can't do this. Then you will behave that way. You will perform that way. And then your self-esteem has been lowered that you never think that I can get this. So I threw all of that out, and I'm like, no, I'm not paying any attention to that. I can do the job and get the job just like everybody else. And if someone has a problem with it because of the skin color, my skin color, that's their problem. It's not my problem. So I have gone out and I have been able to succeed because of that. But yet and still, you have the race baiters. You have those individuals that are saying, oh, no, you can't do it. You just don't know it. You don't see the racism. It's there. You just don't see it. Meanwhile, what I do see is the white privilege that's given to many Democrats. They get it day in and day out. And they'll tell me, oh, don't look at that. It's the Republicans that are suppressing you, that are oppressing you, rather, that are keeping you down. But in actuality, it's them. And like I said, in in box-color letters, as my aunt used to say, when you look at Hunter Biden, look at Jesse Jackson, you look at the Baltimore police commissioner, and you look at all the privileges that Biden got compared to these two guys, it's like, what the heck happened? And you would think that the first black president would step out and say, wait a minute, there's something wrong here. With, with my own party, my own party is saying one thing, but they're doing something completely different. They're doing something completely different to my brethren. Or maybe he can't say it if he can't identify with his brethren. He only identifies with them with what he hears, what he sees on paper. Because you got to remember, folks, Barack Obama grew up in Hawaii. He didn't necessarily grow up around blacks, not that he would have to. So he doesn't understand the black experience. He doesn't understand other than what he has read and heard because when he went to Chicago, he sought out someone who was black who could help him, the Reverend Wright. And then he sought out Michelle Obama, more more than likely the first black woman that he ever had into interaction with. And he read her like a fiddle and knew that she was insecure And so why not marry her? 
And you would probably say, you're probably thinking, oh, why, why would you say that? Well, look at Michelle Obama's book, Becoming Michelle. It's all written in the book. Uh, when she saw him, she thought that he was one of them, and he thought he was this, and he thought he was that. So why is it we would think that Barack Obama would stand up and say, wait a minute, Democrat Party, what are you doing to my people? He's not going to do that, but he could go in and make certain that there's gay rights. He could go in and tell all the schools, if you don't accept transgenders, if you don't accept boys using girl bathrooms, you're not going to get state funding. Yes, Barack Obama said that. Barack Obama introduced that to our society. Barack Obama, the person that many people kneel at the altar of, Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, he did this. Quiet as is kept, threw the rock and hit the hand. But all you have to do is go back and look, and you'll see that this all started when Barack Obama doing his second term in office. He messed it all up. Where is he now? He and Michelle. Well, as I mentioned, they're flying all over the country with their hoity-toity friends living in their mansions while they're telling you, oh, you don't need that. You don't need a gas car. You need an electric car. You don't need a big house. You need a small house because of global warming, because of climate change. Oh, and by the way, there is white privilege, and they're trying to keep you down. And it's on the Republicans. They're doing it. Meanwhile, his party is doing just the opposite. Where's Barack Obama in Chicago trying to heal the land, trying to tell black men, stay out of jail? Oh, he's too busy trying to make sure that they go to jail because he doesn't want any of them to achieve the status that he achieved as being the first black president. He doesn't want that. He wants to make certain that he holds them down, keep them down for as long as he can. He wants to make certain that they keep killing each other in Chicago. Why don't you think he hasn't spoken out against the new mayor, Brandon Johnson? Why didn't he speak out against, what was her name, uh, Lori Lightfoot? Why didn't he speak out against Jesse Samalat? Why did he let that lie keep going on? It's all by design. And if they can keep black people thinking what they're thinking, as opposed to having them to wake up, they are perfectly happy with it. But oh, black men are slowly waking up. They're seeing through this. And as a result, what is the Biden administration doing? Well, we're going to make certain that we hire black women. We're going to make certain that we put black women out front. Look at all the black women you see on TV and all these different stations. Look at all the black women they keep talking about in all these jobs. Look at the black women and, and uh, Biden's administration. Where are the black men? Where are they? Why aren't they appealing to the black men? Why aren't they saying anything to black men? Quiet as it's kept. They don't give a damn because they know that black men probably won't vote for them. What do you say, B.B. Diamond? No, you're absolutely correct. More and more black men are leaving the Democratic Party's plantation. And so therefore, the Democratic Party has pushed up the black woman. And usually it's a black woman who's LGBTQ or who will buy into that agenda, buy into the liberal, godless, anti-American agenda. But thankfully, more and more Black people overall, and Black but black, black men specifically, are waking up to this. You're talking about this LGBTQ, or this or that, letting immigrants in. Meanwhile, my wages are going down, or I'm getting fewer hours. You're putting illegals into our neighborhoods. You're not vetting them. You're not making sure it's safe. And you have homeless veterans in Chicago, homeless uh, Americans in Chicago, New York all over, but you're catering to illegals. This is what a lot of Black people are seeing. 
And if, if you go on YouTube and watch some of the hearings in Chicago, Black women are starting to say, I regret voting for Joe Biden. And Kamala Harris having a, a 50th anniversary of hip-hop party won't cut it. Kamala Harris has not connected to the Black community. She's not really an African-American. Barack Obama has not correct, really connected to the Black community. And in my opinion, Barack Obama was a, a puppet for the globalists. That's why you don't really see him going into Chicago, his hometown. You won't see him talking and engaging with Black men. He was the first Black president, and he could do, help do great things to help bring up another generation of, of Black people who will serve and who will go forward. No, no he, he doesn't want to do that because his paymasters, the globalists, don't want him to do that. Barack Obama, I mean, he is a horror, a stain on this nation in so many ways. I think we could spend an hour talking about Barack Hussein Obama. And you see how beautiful and open-hearted many Americans are. Now, he was elected not too long after we went to Iraq because of the whole thing of 9-11 and Muslims and uh, what happened. And we still elected someone whose father was a Muslim, who grew up essentially as a Muslim, Barack Hussein. And we still elect him and he still disrespected us. I have nothing really but contempt for him and Michelle. And they want to run Michelle, run Michelle Obama in 2024. The Democratic Party will go down in flames. Anyone they put up will go down in flames because more and more Black people are sick of them. B.B., do you think he ever had any good intentions for America? I mean, I think back when he gave that speech, there is no red America, there is no blue America. We're only United States of America. We uh, bleed one blood. The color is red. And he gave that speech and people fell in love with him. But I think that Jesse Jackson saw through this. If you recall, Jesse Jackson never was never completely on the bandwagon until someone decided to pull his coattail and say, hey, you better get with the bandwagon or else we're going to give it to the highest bidder, which is Al Sharpton. Because whenever you show money to Al Sharpton, he'll go your way because he's just a money whore, let's just be honest. But Jesse Jackson, I thought he at least had some integrity. But for some reason, he just caved in. So it begs the question, did Barack Obama ever have any good intentions for Black people? Wow, that's a very good question, a very interesting question. My immediate response is no. Barack Obama's allegiance is to how he grew up. He grew up as a communist. He was influenced by communists. That's where his allegiance lies. Let's never forget that. It is not with the American people. And I agree with you. I don't think Jesse Jackson ever fully embraced Obama because Obama did not come through the civil rights movement. He did not have our experience Right. So he's never connected to African-Americans. They just want to use us to stay on the Democratic Party's plantation and give them power. And we have to say, no, Barack Obama is a disgrace. He's never really done anything 
tangible for black people. In fact, it took Donald J. Trump to secure a billion or at least a hundred million, I should say, in funding for historically black colleges and universities. Barack Obama didn't do it on his watch. He's a disgrace. He's a disgrace. He's a footnote in history. And that's all he really is because he became the first black president of the United States. Otherwise, forget Barack Obama. I agree. A footnote. And that's the reason why he's using Joe Biden to try and take Trump out. He's using Joe Biden and Joe Biden's Department of Justice to take Trump out. Meanwhile, that same Department of Justice is trying to save Hunter Biden from a fate that most black men would definitely encounter. And quiet as it's kept, Barack Obama is saying absolutely nothing. Michelle Obama is saying absolutely nothing. They're sitting back and they're watching this. And this is what Black people should be aware of. And the late, great Maya Angelou once said, when a person shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them. But for some reason, Black people are looking the other way. They're not looking at this. But it makes my blood boil to think about the two justice systems and how the Democrat Party is constantly telling us that we're under siege and that they don't like us, they being Republicans. And that's like, that's not true. It is the party that is putting these lies out there. They're the guilty ones. But again, Republicans, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? Ronna McDaniel, what are you doing? She, in my opinion, she should have never gotten that position. No, she, she should have, have never gotten that position because never. she's not doing a good job. She's not she a fighter. Not she's not a fighter. She's not um, a fighter at all. Go ahead, BB. I'm sorry. Um, black people, and we said this before, but it's important to repeat. Black people have been emotionally manipulated because of our past. You know, the slavery and all that. And what they have done, the Democrats have projected onto Republicans who they are. Democrats, the leftists, are have been the most racist folks holding down Black people, if you will, than any other group in this country. The Democratic Party has a history steeped in racism, but we've been lied to, and you have certain Black people who have been bought out, and they've been told to go out there to convince us to stay on the Democratic Party's plantation. However, I will go back to the fact that Obama picked the wrong horse in Biden. Biden is so horrible as the president that now millions of them are questioning, did I really vote for this? Maybe the election was stolen because, because Biden is so bad. So what Obama wanted to achieve through Biden, he achieved somewhat, but he will not have a, another chance to achieve it through Biden or, or any other Democrat because we're going to cut off the head of the snake. And that would include Barack Obama. Thank you. And we need to cut that head of the snake off because it's very poisonous. And that is all it has done was just to breed poison throughout our country, our beloved country. Look at how far we have fallen because of the policies of the left and the leaders who have lied and cheated to get to where they are, and now they're poisoning the voters. As I opened up talking about the mainstream media and what they're doing, it's shameful. 
of the lies that they constantly tell to cause discourse with the American voter. Maybe what do you think we should do other than what I'm doing and you're doing with your show to bring a, to, to, for a great awakening for people to see that this will not end well if we don't wake up? You know, that's a great point. I think one of the things we can do is just engage people. Uh, that's not, it's easier said than done. But one of the things my mother did was she loved to talk to people in the supermarket, wherever she was. Um, it's going to require a lot of work. But if we go out, knock on doors, get teams of people, and that's something that I want to develop and grow with other like-minded conservatives, put boots on the ground, basically, that's what I'm saying. That's what we're going to need to do. The Republicans should not cede the inner city to the Democratic Party. Put boots on the ground. We There are Black Republicans, Black conservatives, and we need to talk to people who are maybe in or, you know, staunch Democrats, but who want to engage in a dialogue. And one, one by one, but we'll get them. We'll get we'll get a movement. And I, I do believe that a shift is happening, particularly among black men toward Trump. So it's possible. Anything is possible. And we definitely need to make certain that we don't sit. We keep moving because there is a battle to be won here. And we can only win it if we stick together and start reaching out and making our voices heard and not being afraid because they want us to be afraid. We can't be afraid now. We've got to go out and we've got to fight because we've lost too much ground. Every chance we get, we've got to call it out and we've got to speak truth to power. You've been listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlawed platform with my special guest host, B.B. Diamond, whom you can listen to on Saturdays with our Urban Story on Facebook. We pray that your life is forever blessed we pray that you will forever keep God at the forefront of your life. And as my dear friend Andrew would always say, stand for something or fall for nothing. Thank you and good night.